Okay, so um, basically, Job's going to. Um, yeah. You've got some questions, haven't I got, you? I do, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like maybe I should know these questions first so I can have some <laughs> scriptural references. So we're going to see, we're going to see how it uh, nah, nah, works we're, out. We're, but we're starting off okay. We might, we might change the way things are. True. One of the things Job did say just, um, just before we start is, um, God is not scared of um, being investigated. That doesn't mean it's okay to, to. Um, it doesn't mean it's okay to kind of, um, what do you call it, uh, dismiss God or, or, or treat him without reverence. But it, God has given us the word, his word, for us to investigate, for us to, to even check. Is, are you even there, God? And, and he, backs, he backs, that, um, backs that up. And so um, it's the same thing. We're not God. Um, so we're not going to have every answer. God's got every answer. We can investigate the answers because they're in there. Um, but we sh we equally um, there should be reverence towards leadership in church. I believe that, but it shouldn't. It sh there should also be the space to to ask questions because we shouldn't be any more fearful of being investigated. Um, as long as the attitude of being investigated is one of of learning rather True. than one of trying to tear down. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with God. We're not trying to tear God down. We're not trying to. Oh, can we prove that God doesn't exist? God is saying, I'm allowing you to, to investigate me so that I can bring you truth. And I think that if we're willing to learn and we come with an attitude of learning, I think people like myself and other people that are in leadership should be willing to teach and be willing to be investigated by the way that they live their lives and the way that they are trying to honor God through the word so that um, they can train others. And so if there are questions that you have, whether they're just questions about your own faith. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm joking. We don't want to hear it. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah. so if you've got questions and you've got things that you like, um, un unanswered questions that you may have, it's not that we're going to be able to answer everything um, necessarily because we, we might not personally know that answer in that time. It's not that we can't find it, uh. but we might not know it in that, in that moment. So it might be a project that we'll go on. But if you've got questions or maybe something has come from the meeting or from a message that we've given or maybe something that we're going through, maybe like uh, when we did revival nights and God was moving through, through that and it was like, oh, this is different. Maybe there's questions there you're uncertain of. And instead of just holding on to that and then thinking that you're weird or strange, we have no problem with you asking, like, could you te teach me about what that was about or tell me what that was? So if you do have questions, if you post them to Joab, then Joab can bring them into future podcasts as well. So great, yeah. we're up for that, you know. Um, at the end of the day, as long as it's all about equipping people yeah. and teaching people and getting people to grow in God, then we are, we, we're, we're happy to help yeah. people break down those things and, and deal with questions that they may have that, yeah. that will help them. So, Yeah, and after you watch this, just so you know, the word has also just gone up. I uh, went up at 10, but just wait. You can watch it after, obviously. <laughs> you need to wait because it's a really long one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the word, so you... Um, said we have to be, you know, when proactive meets reactive. That was the message. That was the title. And did you, it make sense? It did make sense. But I got, you know, I got a question. Because some might say, you said, right, we got to be reactive and not proactive, but also being proactive. I'm confused. Can yeah. you explain to me what you were trying to say? Well, the, actually, what gist of the whole message, if anyone's heard it? Because that... <laughs> People will be like, what is these words? <laughs> I think what it was is that what, there was two messages within, that, within the message yesterday. The first one was for people like you that we were praying for um, and to say it about labels. We're not going to put labels on you, which proactive and reactive do come under labels. Yeah. Um, so when people That's say true. we're meant to be a certain way or we're meant to, to think a certain way or we're meant to uh, personalities drive us into a certain place, it was to say to you guys, do not let those labels or people or even uh, culture or society yeah. tell you that you are something yeah. that you're not. Maybe you are a, a bit of that thing, but it's not who you are. And yeah, yeah. So that was the first part of the message. The, re, the, the proactive meets reactive message was to say that actually when we break down labels, um, you know, not necessarily negative labels, but just labels that people have yeah. about personalities, i.e. I, we were talking about introverts and extroverts, that actually yeah. when you break it down, when it comes to God, we can be all those things because yeah. God can call us to be whoever we are in a moment. He can give us the tools to be as extrovert yeah. as anyone on the planet 
in yeah. a moment by the power of the Holy Spirit when really our personality is that we're actually quite timid and quiet. But with God, we can be that person equally. We could be a loud wow. person by design, but equally we can come into a place where we can, we can have self-control because it's a fruit of the Spirit yeah. and we can learn to tame our tongue. Yeah. And we don't have to be the loudest person in the room all the time because God gives us the power to actually listen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's learning that actually I'm not going to be defined because you're telling me I'm loud. I'm not yeah. going to be defined because you tell me I'm quiet. That yeah. actually I can be... So, so the, the, going back to your question about, hang on a minute, you said that we're, we're not proactive, we're reactive as a church, yeah. but we also are proactive. It's actually to say, yeah, we're, we're, we are meant to be all those things, but we're not, a lot of pressure comes on leaders of churches. So yeah. the whole point of the message really was to try and train up the church that we're listening to say, look, we're at a point now where we're reacting to what God's doing. We're growing. Yeah. We've gone through phases, seasons, where we've had to see God do certain things. God has trimmed things down. God has yeah. done certain things. He's provided things. We've seen people come in, which is incredible. We've also seen people go. Yeah. And so we've seen those things happen. And so people can be um, in a church saying, look, we're growing. We've got to move. Things yeah. have got to change. Um, and it's not that we're not sat here. I'm not sat here, particularly, and Ian, and also the guys that we actually prayed for yesterday yeah. and actually having the conversations about how we can grow and what we can do. But we, we can only react with what God is doing yeah. rather than being like, oh, no, we need to preempt and yeah. be proactive and think, oh, okay, I'm going to guess what God is going to do. Yeah. So, so unless God gives you a real clarity that he's going to do something ahead of time, which he sometimes does, not yeah. always, but he does sometimes, we can be like, okay, we can prepare, i.e., we have a cupboard just over there full of Bibles because yeah. we're preempting salvation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're not, but we're not saying, oh, salvation's going to come because we're going to be in a stadium or in our mega building yeah. or anything like that. But we are saying, if we carry on this trajectory of just honoring yeah. God, we will see souls. So we can yeah. preempt a very simple, basic thing that we will need to give Bibles to new I believers. Um, yes. So there's, so it's, it's not that. taking away proactiveness. Yeah. But what it was saying is actually, when I read the Bible, even the disciples that walk with Jesus, Moses, who who shone with the glory of God. They reacted yeah. as, the, as their congregations grew, and they Brilliant. moved, and then they equipped yeah. people. So we're a reactive church. We're reacting with God, but that doesn't take away our proactiveness. Yeah, yeah. And then within the proactive side of things, it was also saying um, proactive is like an action. Um, so our action yeah. isn't to second-guess God. No. Our action is to be ready. So mm. proactive can also be I'm ready, yeah, and yeah. that's all we're meant to be. So yeah. as, as Christians, we're just meant to be ready yeah. um, for whatever God's got um, and for whatever, whatever um, we might need to do in a moment. I.e., if we're not ready, when God says, can you do something in Tesco's right now and yeah. talk to that person, and we're not ready because we've had a bad start, we haven't really sorted stuff out with God, yeah, then yeah. we're not able to maybe change a life because we're not sure. ready. That, 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 that's what we've got to be proactive in, is yeah. proactive in, in working out our salvation. salvation yeah. Yeah. So would you say it's kind of like the the whole being expectant but not expecting, you know, yeah. necessarily anything? Not trying to work out God. Yeah, basically. Not trying to work out God. I, mean, I hope that God came, came across. I know yeah. it's a lot of big words and it sounds... Do you know what? Even the label thing, because I think the label thing reminded me of this verse uh, in 1 Corinthians. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And it made me think, oh, that's kind of like what Paul was like. I can yeah. be all things yeah. to all men, which means yeah. I'm not just a pastor. I'm not yeah. just a this. I am whatever God needs, needs me, me to, to be, be. Exactly. to yeah. win the more. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But some people will twist that scripture to say, yeah. oh, that means he compromised on his faith to hang out with the world. And oh, that's yeah, not, I've and heard that not, before. And that's yeah. not what it means. Yeah. To be all things to all people means that at, at, at that moment, I can change who I am to reach somebody else. Yeah. I.e., you call me a pastor, or you might say I'm a teacher, or you might say that I'm a mother, or whatever. But I can lay down that that moment of that who whatever it is I I I, I am yeah, to yeah. to be that for that there for that person, um, and to and point. to come and meet them where they're at, yeah. um, but not through compromise. Yeah. And I think that that is. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people trying to twist scripture to to enable them to sin uh -huh. more, or to enable them to compromise more, but. To me, it, Paul was one of the major characters yeah. that was not compromising. Yeah, for sure. So he was very strong on sin. So he's not going to be going, oh, just so you know, 
Like I, yeah. I just drop a few things, you know. I, I, I allow a few sins, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I can be all things. For I mean, people. if that's the case, then we could accuse Jesus of that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> exactly. exactly, Jesus met people yeah. where they were at, but he didn't change. Yeah, like it didn't change the character that he was in his faith. It doesn't change yeah. what we believe and what we stand for. It just means that we might be sat with a homeless person True. in the street when the, when you're actually a business guy that's going to be in a a mega deal. 20 minutes later true because you're on your lunch break and you just do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. but def, what people are defining you as is oh no that's you don't you don't sit in a suit next to someone and, and yeah. tell them that Jesus loves them in your lunch break yeah, yeah. because the society says no you're in the penthouse yeah you know yeah. so it's about well, well with God I can be whatever he wants yeah. me to be okay well you know? all right so you say that right and what if what if there's someone who's going all right pastor rich I've done this whole lead pastor, Rich. I've done this whole thing, <laughs> this whole thing of not expecting things, just following God, just trying to do my best. And no one recognizes me. Yep. You know, you got these people becoming pastors. Like, and what, do they have some special powers now? I've been doing stuff. Yeah. I've been out there, you know. I've been, I've been you know, a good ambassador to, to Christ. What, what qualifies them? more than me what if someone is saying i mean I'm, I'm not saying you know i'm not saying that's what people are saying i'm just oh, saying yeah. hypothetically what if there is a person who's thinking in that way um i serve god with my life what? yeah so for people like that um i could only answer it for if they're in our church i if they're somewhere else watching i, I can't answer yeah. that question for you but here if you were doing all those things that you're so say saying then we would be recognizing that. And if you're doing it with a humble heart and an attitude to serve God, then we, we would see it. You can't hide fruit. So one of the strong things that I learned quite early on in my, in my um, role as a pastor here is that um, people were telling me that we've got to love everybody, that we've got to forgive everybody, that we're Christians and we've got to allow people once they say sorry to all these kind of things. But what I learned quite early on is that there are, not everyone's nice. And not everyone is actually walking with God, even though they say they are. And so I learned that fruit is a huge part of, of um, biblical teaching, that God talks about you can have good or bad fruit. So we know what the good fruit is, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And there's a lot of labels to the fruit of the Spirit that we can see within someone. Um, and I think as Christians, it's not that we've got all those things like in our pocket the minute we come to Christ. But we yeah. have the capability of reading those things and thinking, man, I am not having patience. Maybe it's because I'm not allowing God to do a work in me or, man, I need long suffering and I'm actually just telling God that I'm not willing to go any longer with this thing that's been lasting for about a week. When sometimes God's like, well, sometimes it can last as long as I need it to last or as long as it may have to last. Um, but fruits of the Spirit, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, as we spoke about recently, yeah. enables us to go through those things. Um, so to me, fruit is just a key part of you can't hide fruit. So people can say with their words all they like. Um, yeah. Oh, I've done all that. I'm, I'm qualified. I've got the skills. I'm capable. But to me, what does your fruit show? Because if your fruit doesn't actually show the fruits of the Spirit, yeah. then we're probably not recognizing you because we're not, we're not in a place where we're saying, oh, that person actually points me to Jesus. Yeah. And, and all the people we prayed for yesterday, and there are other people. So if you weren't prayed for yesterday, it's on its way. You know, like if you're yeah, honoring sure. God and you're part of this family, 100%. it is on its way. Like, don't think, oh my gosh, I'm not part of the elite, which I might talk a bit about in a minute. But, I was about to say that. But, but, but actually, <laughs> um, it's probably just time. It's just timing. But the reality of it is the people that were prayed for yesterday, I'm, I'm the lead pastor of this church, okay? So if I'm leading this church and I've got a, a group of people that help me lead this church, but I'm also under, as Ian spoke yesterday, I'm under an authority too. I'm not, I'm not beyond reproach. I'm not beyond um, challenge. Um, but equally, I'm also there to help challenge others. And, um, and so it's, it's become very clear to me, and I've learned this over the last six years, that just putting uh, people in positions because someone says you have to have that position filled is actually the dumbest thing that churches can do, and that is the reason churches are broken. Yeah. Because someone says you need to have uh, a person in that role and that role and that role. Well, if you've got a congregation of like 10, yeah. That means that you're literally making everybody a leader <laughs> or, or a place of responsibility where maybe they've just got saved. Maybe we're not even sure if they are saved, but they've been going to the church for 20 years. 
you know, like, and you're putting people in places of power of where they're going to make decisions, biblical and spiritual decisions. Um, but also, they need to be your friends. They need to be people that have got your back that you're going to be in the trenches with. So I think when people say, like, if they're stood on the outside going like, oh, I, I could do that. I could be that person. I could, I'm like, but if you're not going to actually build a relationship with me and mm. I'm leading the church, how, why am I going to put you into a place where I'm going to need you? And you're going to need me, but we're going to need one another. Yeah. So that comes with time. Yeah. yeah. So uh, people came to this church two years ago. Some people like yourself a little, a, lot, a little bit longer than that. But two years ago, some of the people we prayed for came not even well, under two years ago. It's taken that amount of time for us to not only build friendships and relationships, to see the fruit in those people, but also to say, are we going to be able to actually walk in unity together and make decisions to see God do whatever he needs to do here because the most important thing to me is I want God to build his church and I want yeah. it to look as close to the way that God wants it to be and I want to go wherever God wants to take us yeah so you need people with the same mindset and the same attitude of like it's not about my agenda it's not uh -huh. about my skill set it's not about my CV I'm willing to lay down my life to serve yeah. and to serve my brothers and to serve my sisters and to and to be in that place of of showing through their fruit that they have a faith in christ mm. and and um but also through the way they yeah. treat people yeah and the way that they are so for me there are many people that we didn't pray for yesterday that are probably already in that category for me personally where i'm like i know they're going to be a major part of this church and we'll be acknowledging that in the future but but for the guys that got prayed for they're people that have been in the trenches with me in the last uh 18 months or so yeah. and and actually, as I've got to know them, as they've got to know me, as they've invested in me, yeah. as much as maybe I've invested in them, maybe more the other way sometimes, then the, the reality of it is, is that actually I'm thinking, no, these guys, these guys believe what I believe, which is a God um, that, that won't, we're not here to compromise on what God says in his word. Yeah. They believe in the Holy Spirit that we really need to equip us. But they're also, they're also people that just love Jesus ridiculously. And I just want to hang out with people that love Jesus. Yeah. Do you know that totally reminded me, that's why I just looked it up, um, because we talk a lot about the commandment that God, that Jesus gave us, saying, uh, love one another as you, you know, as yeah. I've loved you. And the direct verse after says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for yeah. one's friend. And I think that's what you touched on yesterday, actually, yeah. is what really builds a church is, are we willing to lay down our lives for each other? Yeah. Because that's, and I think that really made the point of what a real friend yeah. is. And I was like, wow, I've never looked at the word yeah. friend with laying down one's life. Yeah. And half the time we look at family as laying down yeah. one's life. But Jesus is like, no greater love yeah. than this and lay down one's life for yeah. a friend, for one friend's, um, which I, is just amazing. I think... I think um it's hit me a lot harder in the last few months that the the church has got a major problem and there's there's it's not it's not just a quick fix and it's not just really one identifiable thing yeah it's it's basically there's no respect for the word i believe but there's also no respect for uh the people that maybe have been appointed now that doesn't mean the people that have been appointed are you talking about this church or the church or no, wider? No, no, I'm talking about general. I think for here, we're changing things yeah. so that we're trying to align with the word more. Yeah. And I, I, we're not there, but Just we're getting to get you out of trouble, right? I think there. we're getting there. And also, that comes through generations. So even though yeah. we're, we're, we're seeing change and it's good and we're seeing the respect and all those things that are starting to be built, yeah. it won't really be seen truly until the next generation has inherited it. Got you. And it's just exists. True. As where we're trying to, to build on top of build on top of a new foundation um, mm. um, whilst also trying to deal with the old things. And I've learned that actually the respect for leadership in the churches just doesn't exist. And I think I could put myself in that, in that category as I grew up. Yeah. Equally, not really understanding the reverence that comes with that. Yeah. And yeah, some people have exploited that and some people have, have used the name of God to hurt people and cause damage. And, for sure. and people are hurt through what people have done in churches. I 100% agree with all that stuff. But that doesn't change what God says. Yeah. It doesn't change what the word says, and it doesn't say it doesn't change that the fact that God, as Ian said, just they don't forsake the assembling together of the yeah. saints. So the reality of it is, God is telling me that I've got to actually gather 
then there must be someone somewhere that's honoring this. Yeah, and, for um, sure. And so I've learned as well that people will come in and new people that will come into church, I think they have every right, not necessarily to go around trashing the church because they don't like something, yeah. but I think they have every right to come in and say, okay, I'm going to suss out if this is the guy I want to lead me yeah, and if this is, these are the people that I want yeah. to lead me. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a right that, I don't think people should just be coming in and being bowing and like, like yeah. oh, the past, the past, you know, like, but I think, I think, but the respect for that is just almost like yeah. we've got to earn that right. Yeah, yeah. When really, for me in this church, yeah. that right has already been earned. Yeah. And people coming into the church actually should be just sat there working out, is this where God wants me to be? And if that's where God wants me to be, then, then actually, then, then I've got to follow through with, with respecting what's here. Um, and that goes throughout the whole of society. So therefore, if we're not respecting our fathers and our mothers, etc., 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 all the biblical principles that God has laid down just don't exist in society. Yeah. But if it isn't in the church first and then being taught into society, yeah. then society's broken because no for one sure. else is doing what God is telling us to do. Yeah, yeah. So no one else stands for Jesus. No one stands for his word. Yeah. So we have a responsibility, whether we're going to change the world or not um, on it, it is one question, but we can definitely change our... Our, our own little mini societies that we have yeah. and embed that into the families that we have, our children and their grand and our grandchildren and, and so forth. So yeah. I think for me personally, like um, there has to be like a, a changing of things. Like I'll, I'll just read out a few scriptures about leadership Yeah. because one thing people don't understand the pressure or not pressure, the responsibility that is on a leader Yeah. according to the, the word of God. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so this is just in James 3, verse 1, okay? James 3, Not verse many 1. of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Okay, so, so you shouldn't just be doing a podcast um, without knowing that, that it's going to uh, honor God because the words that will come out of my mouth matter to God. 100%. So if yeah. I'm saying stuff that's saying like, oh, do you know what? I read the Bible and I reckon we can... <laughs> adjust a few things to say that it's okay to do this sin and this sin yeah. and this sin. I'm standing before God for that. Yeah. But equally, if I'm teaching people that maybe they're gods, uh, mini gods, like that's a teaching that is in the oh, Bible, yeah, yeah. you know, that says, oh no, we've got God in us, so we're technically, we're mini God. So if I'm teaching that and I yeah. can make the word sound like that is <laughs> that what, it. what it is, yeah. then I'm, I'm going to stand for God. So my, my, I have a major responsibility, not only to bring the word every week to teach people, I've got a responsibility to make sure what I am bringing is, in the, is truth yeah. to the best of my ability. And, and like Ian said something to me the other day, he said sometimes we will preach a message that actually will become invalid further down the road because once you studied more, yeah. and it's not that what you interpreted That's in that moment true, was, yeah. wasn't truth or right. Yeah, it yeah. was just like, this is my interpretation of it and this yeah. is what I see. But as you go a bit deeper, you go, oh, actually, there's more meaning to that. Yeah. And actually, that meaning makes what I said before less. Yeah, yeah. You need to then put that right. Yeah. And that, so that's nothing wrong with, because we're learning this. We're not, yeah. we're, not, we're, not, we're not like coming out of the womb yeah. um, with all the knowledge and being like, I, I, and someone saying like, oh, we, we anoint him as leader of the next church. And he, you grew up your whole life ready yeah. with all these tools. We are learning to read the word and, and yeah. dissect it. And, so and do you think part so. of the problem then with... Um, I, want, I don't want to say it's just a, a problem and be negative about things, but do you think that sometimes maybe church leaders, you know, in the overall scheme of things, that they probably struggle in that sense because almost they're going into it having to be right or having to be the authority majorly, voice so majorly. much that... Yesterday I talked about labels. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutes, aren't they, in society? Yeah, yeah. You are introvert or you are extrovert. Literally, people will fight you <laughs> to say you have to be one or the other. Yeah, like, yeah. they almost like, you can't be like, well, I feel like I'm a bit of both. Yeah. And yeah. actually with God, I didn't really believe it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, how dare you? You have to be one. That's what society yeah. says. It's such absolute. Yeah. So when someone says, oh, you're a pastor... Yes, there are certain things, which I might, I'll bring up in a minute, yeah. that you have to have. But actually, like, you're not perfect. Yeah. And you haven't got all the answers because you're learning as you go to. Yeah. So it's way better to come in with a humble attitude of like, like we said earlier, we might not have all the answers yeah. right now, but God has got them. Yeah, yeah. So if I put a bit of time and effort in, I'm pretty sure I can get there somehow. 
and there's Google as well. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so that helps. But the reality of it is, is that actually by being humble to say, I don't know, means you don't put people in a mess yeah. by speaking over their life stuff that isn't really true, but it makes you sound like uh, reverent and, 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 and amazing yeah, and yeah. profound yeah. when really you're like, I just made all that up. <laughs> like, to, and how many pastors have to do that to, yeah. to keep faith? Yeah, yeah. So we have a responsibility, I think, to to be honest. And I think we've seen that a lot with the way that, I guess the way that I can preach, yeah. but also the way that we are in men's gatherings. There's a yeah, vulnerability, vulnerability yeah. that we're trying to teach to all men for sure. in the church. I mean, and I know that that's already exists in women, but yeah. but for, for the men, it's almost to say, guys, we've got to break down these barriers. And Was show... that a shot at women? No, no, I, I, think, women are, I think women joking, are joking. already vulnerable. <laughs> I think women are good at it. I think men yeah, are yeah, useless yeah. at it. Yeah, true, so I think the reality true. of it is, is the opposite. Um, but I think, the, I think it is actually Cancel to him. say, yeah, it's actually to say like, no, if we don't show that we're vulnerable yeah, and that sure. we're not willing to say like, I guess like when I was chatting about you yesterday, yeah. like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to turn away because I'm now getting emotional. And this is like, man, we're men. And we're like, I love you, brother. I love you too. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but, and not only are we in front of like over a hundred people, yeah. but we're also probably got another over a hundred people watching yeah. online. So I'm like, I did the same thing. Yeah, I yeah. turned away. Like, I was like, ah, yeah, like, ah. <laughs> So, but like, but to me, like, if we don't show that to me the, too, youth Julia. That, the youth that we're in there too, yeah, exactly. If we don't show that, then I think that then we're teaching our our boys to grow up to be hard-hearted, defensive, for sure, and, for sure. um, and actually, then when they become leaders, they've almost got to be right with everything, yeah, yeah. And they've got to show no weakness, yeah. When actually, when I read the Bible with the leaders that God picked. They were vulnerable and weak, yeah, and yeah. it's seen. Obviously, everyone can see it. So, uh -huh. I think for me, I, I, we have to. It's not to say pastors can just sin and yeah, do what yeah. they like. It's not that type of mistake. Yeah, it's just the the fact that they're they're human beings you know learning what? to. Yeah, they yeah. Can't, how can they be there? Yeah, how can they have arrived? Like, A lot we're of it, obviously working our way through it. Hundred percent. I'm starting to realize as well that I think what what's also happening maybe in not just church leaders, but but uh, church goers in general. I think we've flipped what it means to be strong in the Lord. Because actually, like you said, those people in the Bible had weaknesses. And they were very, you know, we could see, I mean, pretty much all the judges did something wrong by the end of their reign. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but the point is, we've seen dependence in God as like a weakness when really... Those people had the, the dependence on God made them strong. That's yeah. what gave them the strength. And I think because people aren't willing to admit pure dependence on God, yeah. they're having to live those words they've said. And now because you can't do it on your own strength, you're now, everyone's looking at you like, well, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, if you're not dependent on God, which is why I love when you say sometimes, um, on certain occasions, you'd be like, guys, this is my opinion. Yeah. Go and look it up yourself. Yeah. And I think I don't hear that very often. Yeah. And growing up, I'll be honest, yeah. I probably, I didn't hear yeah. that. It but, was more so like, well, this is the facts and that's that. Take but, it or leave it. the problem it. is, is like, the problem is with like Bible teaching, isn't it? Is a lot of it has got to be interpretation, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, like, um, I spoke to you about it the other day and I was saying, and the Holy like, Spirit when, I, when I was talking well. about the axe head being thrown into the water, I'm interpreting that as a, as a mirror of the cross, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's no backup <laughs> to that. Like, no, yeah, there's yeah. nothing there that says that's a hundred percent exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that people can't then see Jesus in it. Yeah. So you're saying, sure. look, guys, when you work this out, the gospel's in this message. Now, whether, whether it's what God intended it to look like, mm. That, that, I don't know. I can't speak for God. Yeah, but yeah. for me, if we start seeing that, that this is the axe head falling into there is a, a sign of the debt, and then it, it, the wood, the cross going in there was the, was the thing that paid that debt and yeah, enabled yeah. the man that wasn't able to pay that debt to be able to be uh, let off. Yeah. It makes sense to me, but mm. that doesn't mean that like, it's 100% a fact. Yeah. But can it teach people? Can it encourage people? And can people go, man, nah, I needed to hear that more about, sure. I need to know a bit more about Jesus today. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. yeah. So as long as I'm not saying suddenly like, oh no, Jesus didn't do what he did on the cross and we have to do extra. The reality of it is, it's, a lot of it's interpretation, isn't it? Mm. I mean, to me, it makes sense, the breathing, Jesus breathing on the disciples, the way I read that process. But no, scholars way cleverer than me and people that 
I went to study and study Greek and Hebrew, and <laughs> they can't, they're, no one has put in their name to that. I'm actually quite happy to put my name to it and say, look, this is my interpretation, and I'm yeah. pretty strong, I feel pretty strong on that, but it doesn't make it yeah. absolute. It's, so if I'm stood there and I'm saying this is the truth, unless I'm talking about Jesus like, and about like, what he's done for us, yeah, yeah. the things I'm pulling out are, are trying to align things that happened 2,000 to 6,000 years ago yeah. to bring them into a, a reality of what we understand today in society. So I'm, I'm talking about Facebook scrolling <laughs> and connecting that you know, to something that Moses yeah. is doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, there was, it's not that Moses, Moses did that and went, yeah, this is for the future when you chat up when Facebook comes in. <laughs> But people can say, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. So I that's think true. when people are saying like, oh, oh, that's not scriptural either, or that's not, te- you know, you should, I'm like, I'm like, it is, it's the Bible, but it's yeah. up for you to take, it's, as long as we're pointing you to Jesus at the end of it, which I'd yeah. like to think 99.9% of every sermon is probably ending heart. with yeah, yeah. pointing to Jesus. 100%. Yeah. Then the reality of it is that then, then you can take the lesson because yeah. it's okay. Yeah. We're not pointing to anyone else or anywhere else, you know? Amen. Uh, so before we uh, move on to the next question, I just want to read out what Anne said in the comments. She said, when we have a love relationship with the Lord, we surrender to the first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Yeah. You can't help but want to be obedient to his word. We want to please him. That leads us to become a servant just like Jesus. So it becomes a natural flow to serve others, to look outwards. It's living it, not just... Uh, amening it, yeah. then the fruit will come when we might we might be getting there with it all, but we have the heart attitude towards yeah. pressing it. Love that. Yeah. That's brilliant. That is true. Um, so yesterday, you um, you know, you and Ian decided to, I guess, raise up people and stuff. Recognize, yeah. Nice, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and you know, obviously it was emotional, it was great, it was um it was really cool. But one thing that I really wanted to ask is whose job is it then whose job is it to say someone is qualified to be a pastor? You know, because I hear sometimes yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah, because yeah, I hear sometimes I mean I get different sides from people sometimes i get people who say well isn't it just god who who does this and i'm like well god has to use someone yeah to, <laughs> to say it but and then is it also um you know the side of well you're just you're just doing this because you know that person yeah. and you know people always have these different theories and yeah. different stuff what do you reckon is like what qualifies a person to call someone else I, a pastor? I, I, I think a lot of people want to qualify themselves. So a lot of people will call themselves prophets. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a big thing in our society today, Christian society. Uh, I don't know why anyone would want to put that title <laughs> on themselves, but fair yeah. play to them. Um, I think it has to be recognized by the body. Yeah. I think there has to be um, a, a place where people pray. Obviously, they seek God. But that if they are going to appoint someone, yeah. that they're doing it through prayer and they're doing it through... Uh, a bit of faith because sometimes yeah. it's, it's the person's not even remotely close to the finished product yeah, to start yeah. the job let alone you know like that they're you know they're not like they're not even like uh, this guy is raw yeah. but, um, <laughs> so to me like for, which is a lot of what people did here they yeah. they said yeah we're going to vote you in and we're going to anoint you as a, as a leader of the church yeah. um, but that didn't come from me it came from people saying we recognize that so it wasn't me coming in and saying, I'm the leader of this church, I'm going to lead a church, or, or me saying, I'm going to plant a church, I'm going to yeah. lead a church, and then, um, so I'm in charge. I think, I think it's, I like our system, yeah. because I feel like the system, the system doesn't enable a person yeah. to, to just say, I'm a prophet, I'm a yeah. pastor, follow my lead, and I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think what it does is it says they, they can give that power to them to a point, but the reality of it is, is that they're only there by the appointment and the recognition yeah. of others. So, yeah. so I feel like, take me and Ian, we are yeah. only where we are today, not because we put ourselves there, yeah, but because people 100%. recognize it and said, we see you as yeah. probably more potential leaders, 
of the church when we first were appointed. Like we, we don't know you well enough, maybe, or we don't know we don't know whether that you're gonna this is gonna make or break you. But yeah. we see that the potential for you to do this. So yeah. and we think this is God, and we yeah. believe we're gonna. So we get released into that. So obviously for Ian, that was a long, long time ago, yeah, uh, 15, yeah. 16, 17 years ago, I think. For me, uh, about five, six years ago. So so over that time, then it's shown, oh, uh, did we get it right? Yeah, and yeah. hopefully True. the answer people will say is yes. You know so, yeah. so, so, so then I was going to say then, that, so answer the question is then that same system still exists today yeah. where it's not just me and Ian saying, oh, we recognize these people. Yeah, it's yeah. me and Ian maybe having that conversation together and saying, do you think? Yeah, like, but sure. actually, it still comes to a body yeah. of leader, other leaders that say, "Yeah, we recognize them too." Yeah, because just like I said about friendship and yeah, relationship, yeah. these people that we have run this church, which isn't me. Yeah. There's a lot of people that run this church together. Yeah. We have uh, nearly 30 people that run this church. Oh, we're gonna get. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that those guys made that decision, so they equally need to say, uh, "Yeah, I need to recognize." I, I wanna. Am I gonna recognize Job as a pastor? I'm gonna recognize Jamie or or Nick or or um, Rahima, or yeah. uh, Kathy, or or um, Ben, like whoever it might be, or, or am I going to now recognize Anne, or yeah. I recognize Claire? If I, like, it's not just a simple case of saying I'm going to recognize these people because you have told yeah. us that they're ready. Yeah, yeah. They've also got to get on with them too. Haven't yeah, they? true. They've also got to have friendship because these people are going to lead them at times too. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, that's brilliant. So yeah. I think like it, it, it wasn't just a me and Ian in the in the closet sort of picking people names out of a hat and saying I think these are the right guys because we need somebody now yeah we've yeah. really taken our time to say look we're not going to put people in leadership positions until we know that they're the right people now 100%. we've done it before yeah. and it failed yeah. by just put saying we need leaders to make it look like we're doing all right yeah we just yeah. said right we're not putting anyone anywhere until they approve um are approved by God and we see that I love that. and it's seen by other people so yeah, yeah so that's how you guys were recognized amazing know? um it actually reminded me of uh because to me, it, it looks like the model in Acts chapter 6. Yeah. Where, um, I'll just read it. It yeah. says, at the time, the number of disciples was greatly increasing. The church is increasing. And a complaint arose from the uh, Grecian Jews against the Hebrews because the Grecian widows were being neglected in the daily ministry. The twelve summoned the multitude of disciples and said... It's not appropriate for us to forsake the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of God, men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom. Then we can appoint those men over this business, and we apostles will continue to devote ourselves to prayer, yeah. that and the likes. And I I see it as like the similar model because actually it's showing that we're not all doing the same thing. We're not these guys were appointing people to do a certain thing. But really, he's saying the most important thing out of that was of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom. Yeah. Because to be able to do anything in a church, that should be, you know, like a standard. 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 Yeah, to be like, actually, one day, if I'm out in the grass, if I can see someone needs prayer, I should be able to put down what I'm doing yeah. And that be the priority, yeah. because in the end, that is the priority. Yeah. We're not here just, uh, you know, for the, the, the jobs, which we all want to do, and we do serving God yeah. as we do them. But the most important thing is that our heart is ready to see people come to Christ. Yeah. And this is just a means to keep everything going. And I think this is what the model that's being shown biblically through this church. Yeah. Um, but if you, yeah, if you want to reference Acts six, Acts chapter six, yeah. verse one. So I think with with um, with Acts chapter six, obviously I said I would continue the story on. From, oh my bad. From last week, didn't I? No, oh, no, no. As in, yeah. Yesterday's message was a continuation oh, right, right. from what we've already been going through and Got you. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but basically, um, I, I, uh, um. When you read that process, what I even love about that is it doesn't even say that they appointed the people themselves. Yeah. yeah. It says, <laughs> yeah. We, we've got to get on and do what we need to do. Yeah. They grab some people and they say, could you find them? Yeah. So they, they even like, yeah, they yeah. don't even go like, oh, no, no, you need to do like yeah, yeah. Dave. While we get guy. on with prayer. John, you know, you John, John's a good guy. Yeah, Albert. Yeah. yeah, get Albert. They're like literally, so they grab some other people yeah, and they say, yeah. can you guys 
take care of that <laughs> yeah. and put the right people in place. Amazing. And yeah. I thought, and I like that as well, like there was enough of a body now. And that's literally what's happened yesterday yeah. is that we've now equipped people in a, in a place where there's a recognized, a lot of these people were doing it. In fact, all of these people were doing it. It's not, it's not, that's the other thing to me. If you're not willing to show that the calling in your life that is from God is, is a thing that you're willing to lay your life down for and to walk it out, but you want the, uh, all the, the frills and all the, all the things that come with it now, that is not how God has built this church, and it's not really how God builds anything. Yeah. People, people need to, to show that they are invested in what God is doing, and they throw themselves into it, and then out of that process, um, it's shown whether they're, first of all, they're called, because people can say that like, I'm called to do something. Yeah. It doesn't mean they are, but God will back it up if they are. Yeah, for and sure. That, and, but also people are willing to say, I, I believe in this so much that actually I'm going to um, uh, lay down my job, give up time for people, whatever yeah. it might be, sacrifices. Um, yeah, to see, to see it function. So we're now in a place where all these guys that we got to pray for yesterday, uh. not only are they in positions, but there are also people that, for me personally, I don't have to say, oh, I don't know about so-and-so. I can trust them to say, guys, if you need to bring a team in to take care of an area that you see there's an issue, go do it. Do you know what I mean? You go do it. Like, I don't need to be part of that. And like I said yesterday when I read out all that stuff, yeah. I'm not in involved in all of that. I'm, I'm aware of it all. I'm, not, yeah. I'm aware of everything. Yeah. There's nothing I'm not aware of. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kept in the loop. Yeah. If I need to be involved, I'm involved. But I don't. I'm not running all these things. Yeah. I'm not steward. I'm not the guy stewarding on the door, meeting you in the car park, yeah. and and then making your cup of tea at the end. Yeah. That is a whole other team. And I'm not even involved in what coffee we get or <laughs> or whether you would welcome in a certain way. Yeah. At the beginning, yeah, when yeah. it first started, I probably said, "Oh, what do you think about having a team here?" And someone said, "Yeah, I can do yeah. that." And it birthed into something or the car park. But but really, you're letting people go, and you're yeah. letting people like get on with it and letting them move. And then they're letting them appoint the people to come in because wow, I'm trusting yeah. them. Yeah, true. Uh, otherwise, what, there's no family, there's no friendship, and there's no trust. Hmm. So, so what I love about this, this is quite early on in the, the, yeah. the, the church's life. Yeah. But they were saying, look, guys, can you guys do this? Yeah. Can, yeah. can you not you guys take care of the widows? Can you guys find the people to take care of the widows? Yeah. So Amazing. they were able to then go on and get on with what they did. And because yeah. they equipped an area of their church and they put appointed leaders, it says they grew. So, wow. We can be so that. excited by what happened yesterday yeah. because now we're showing God that we're willing to follow through with what the Word of God says. Yeah. Then we can be excited that we're going to grow because we're, we are willing to appoint people, release yeah. people, um, and acknowledge that there are areas that we need to fill yeah. um, as God shows us. Yeah. And so, yeah. so I'm one of many people whose jaw dropped, you know. Um. <laughs> So I'll read Julia's yeah, comment yeah, yeah. in a sec. So I'm one of many people whose jaw dropped when you said how many roles are being done yeah. in the church uh, as we speak. I think it's 45 people leading something yeah. and 180 different roles filled in a week. Yeah. I was like, what? To make this, <laughs> this little church yeah, function. Like, what? I mean... All right, I'll read Julia's yeah. before I ask you the next question. Not one of those people chosen yesterday was a surprise to me. They were already doing what you appointed them to do. So it was obvious they should be recognized for what they were already doing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, actually, just leading off of what Julia said, should people want to be pastors? Because there's one side of it where it's, it's called a noble task, right? And then there's the other side where you wrote you you read about James saying oh. you know you'll be judged harshly. Yeah. Where's the line you know between um, I'm doing a noble thing and and you know knowing that I'm going to be judged harshly and I shouldn't want it like that. Uh, yeah, there's a scripture that actually says. I'll try and find it. Guys, I can't tell how long we've been, but can you yeah, put in the comments how long? Oh, wow. So, yeah, coming to the end. Um, let me just see if I can find it. Do you know what it roughly said? It just said uh, those that seek it is, is, is um, 
seek a good thing to, as um oh yeah like it's a noble thing i think that's the one but i can't remember what um if you can remember put in the comments oh thanks nick 58 minutes wow time flies eh yeah i've probably spoke 10 minutes of that just saying <laughs> <laughs> this is our relationship. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I can't be... Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. So, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, That's it, yeah. um, he desires a noble thing. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, a husband of one wife, sober-minded, <laughs> self-controlled, respectable. That's we actually use that as a standard for our men. Yeah. We actually, that's what we teach our men, and we say yeah. that that's the standard that we set. Is that Titus um, or Timothy? That's Timothy, 1 Timothy okay. 3. And, and um, so I think, I think oh, if, you're, if God has put something within your heart, it's a good thing. Yeah. And even like, I was reading something earlier, another, I'll try and find another passage, which kind of challenged me. This is what the problem with the Bible is, people. <laughs> you read the Bible and it challenges you, and you think, I think I'm all right. And then you're like, man, I'm not, I'm not. I've got yeah, stuff yeah. to work on. And um, legit, legit. it's like, uh, it was this thing where it said, um, it said, it's Hebrews 13, um, and it says, obey your leaders and submit to them. I'm like, yeah, 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 you do that. <laughs> For they are keeping watch over your souls. And I thought, yeah, yeah, fair play. As those who have, have to give an account. So I'm like, okay, like, yeah, okay, I'm not liking it as much now. <laughs> but like, but actually that's why leadership, if it's respected and it's done in the right way, People should already have a reverence to them because people aren't, they're not only responsible, um, as the word of God says, to keeping watch over your soul, to make sure you're walking with God. Yeah. But actually, they are going to have a given give account on how they watched your soul. Wow. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I thought taking care of me was hard enough. But yeah, actually, yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's fine. But then it says, let them do this with joy and not groaning, um, for that would be no advantage to you. So wow. what the, I think what it was saying is like, don't be the instigators that cause them to groan and, and moan. Yeah. But equally, I'm challenged to be like, man, I've got to stop groaning and I've got to start doing this with joy because yeah. that would be a no advantage to the people either. Yeah, so, yeah. so there's a challenge within that. So it's I, got I to think, work together. So when we look at leadership and people kind of say like, oh, they almost feel like you're, they're allowed to have like a, a free hit at leaders because they're like, oh, you're a leader, you're on the stage, we're allowed to, like almost like the celebrity lifestyle. Just because I'm on the stage on a, on a Sunday doesn't make me a celebrity, um, but it almost is the culture now that, that makes you a celebrity. So that with celebrities, the world loves to build up and then tear down. Mm. And it's almost like that culture is in the church, and it should never exist in the church because yeah. it's literally the opposite of what the Word of God tells us to do, not only with yeah. our leaders, but with our brothers yeah, and our yeah. sisters, that we're meant to build one another up. Yeah. So... Um, so I think the challenge with leadership is if you really read the responsibility, I know what the responsibility of leadership, even though I'm still being challenged with it when I read it. Yeah. But actually, if people that like to sort of throw stones and, and like and, and throw in some punches and kind of almost try to tear you down, um, if they actually understood what you're carrying and you are really are carrying it, people say, no. oh, you shouldn't be carrying. It's like the Bible tells me I am. <laughs> like, because I'm not, I'm actually going to be, a, yeah. I'm going to be judged based on what I've done yeah. and what I've said. Yeah. You know, um, and so therefore, um, people kind of don't really look at that side of it when it comes to leadership, which is why I was really strong on talking to you guys personally yesterday mm. at the beginning. Don't yeah. let people define you, put things on you, because actually, if you do, like, you're going to allow people to control and manipulate and, yeah. and, and, and kind of almost like think that they have a right in your life to mm. be that person when they don't. Um, and so uh, a kind of that reality that people are going to throw stuff at you. That's the culture that's been created. But we should really be working really hard as a church. I can't talk for other churches. Yeah. But if you are a leader of another church, you should be working hard to change the culture within your church to say, no, we're not a celebrity. It's not a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, I'm at the front. But that's not because I'm a celebrity. It's because no. it's a biblical thing that I have to do. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that now you have the right to throw things at me and and drag me down, actually pray for me. It says pray. Yeah, it says that exactly. in another passage, like pray for them. In fact, maybe yeah. even that passage, yeah, definitely. pray for them. And so, so, I think it, um, so I think for me, it's kind of like that understanding that, that leadership and, and, and functioning within a church is, 
is that we have to change that culture. And I believe it really is different. Yeah. I can't explain to you over the last two, three weeks, the people that have come up to me and just said, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness, honoring. And, and it's not because I need to hear that. I'm not like, oh, I, I need that every week. But sometimes we go through the trenches and sometimes we second guess ourselves and sometimes we're doubting. Yeah. And sometimes we're struggling because we're human beings as leaders. Yeah. And, and actually to have someone just say, look, you are my pastor or you speak truth. And uh, as much as that hurts me at times, I need to hear it. I need that in my life. And I'm like, that's the congregation I want. Yeah. There's a congregation that is willing to, to take the truth that God is saying through his word and let it change them yeah. and not be offended by the person that delivered it, but rather be thankful that you delivered it so that it can change them, yeah. that they weren't staying in that. I mean, like, really good, yeah. that has to change. That culture True. has to be changed in the church rather than people almost being like, I think uh, that guy, he totally offended me all through the message. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I do? Oh, you chatted about Jesus and about how, you know, how I have to give my life and how I have to, um, it's no longer me that lives, but Christ, yeah. how dare him say that? How you know, dare you say one kind of way? Like, yeah, yeah, one way. Yeah, like there's only one way and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm just the messenger. Yeah. But people almost are dragging people down because of that. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, I'm just, I'm just the, doing what I need to do. But to have a congregation that's saying, I'm not offended by what you said. Yeah. I'm actually being challenged, challenged by what God is yeah. saying through you. Yeah, definitely. That's a culture change. And that is a culture change because you've been part of this church longer. Yeah, yeah. And you would know that that wasn't our culture. Yeah. <laughs> and most people throw rocks because of the challenge. Yeah. So if you weren't doing your job right, you probably yeah. wouldn't have that much of a challenge. Absolutely. But, um, I think I'll uh, we'll end it with this question. So for someone who's been in this church over 15 years, what did that meeting mean for you? Uh, I, I won't let you speak for Ian, but I guess you could. I think I probably would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, yesterday's meeting was, it, we had a great time of praise and worship. Rob and Daisy did an incredible job with the praise and worship to the point I was like, this is so good. <laughs> like, can we just bypass today and just be in the presence of God and worship God? It, we were celebrating yeah. and we were just, we were just um, in that zone and they'd done a great job of bringing that all together. And, but what they, they already knew is that I knew that we were going to stop the worship early to do yeah. the, what we had to do. So actually that was the end of what they had done anyway. And that was cool. Um, but obviously in my, in my, my, my mindset was like, oh no, like, God, this is really cool. The church is praising all things that are miracles to me. Yeah. Having a church that's praising God, coming in with all their baggage and yet still putting God bigger is not normal in the church. Not normal in this church that we were in before, yeah. you know, over the years. But also I don't think it's that normal in every church. No. People willing just to come in and genuine, like you're in a real authentic praise. You're yeah. not in a thing where people are just like, look at the camera going, look at me, yeah. put my hand up. People are actually in a place where they're, they're, they're here together. So the first thing was, that's a miracle in itself. Just seeing people coming in and praising God. And I was like, God, this is incredible. But I know we've got to go down this route of yeah. uh, doing the message first. Yeah. And it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. I didn't, the way I wanted it to go. So for me, I, I don't know why the message was as long as it was. I thought it was going to be a lot shorter. But maybe it's just because I had to emphasize the point, and 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 I hope that that got across. Yeah, it definitely um, came across. But but because of that, it kind of restricted a lot more what we I wanted to see happen in the meeting. One of the the ideas for me was that we were praying for you guys like we did, oh. and that we were going to get you to turn around and then go and pray for the congregation oh, to wow. almost allow them to acknowledge like no these are these guys are my pastors and these guys are gonna. So we didn't get to do some of the things I wanted to do. Yeah. Um. So at first I'm a bit like oh no like what's happened you know is that because I preached too long and yeah. No. But so so that's all going through my head. So in the in the real time, I'm I'm not nervous, but I'm like we're, we're I'm almost trying to work through this thing yeah, yeah. to get to the end to say because we really want to just pray for you guys and and and, and respect you and and honor you and anoint you. So I'm like I'm doing this message because I think it's needed, but at the same time, so I'm not really thinking about the significance of what's going on in that moment. I'm just going through the process. It wasn't till I think I wasn't as actively involved in the praying. I prayed a bit. Yeah. And I kind of stood back. It wasn't until I kind of hit me what actually was happening yeah. and what this was and what it meant that it kind of like made me go, this is huge for the history of our church. Uh. Like this is a day that we will look back as significant and, and, and majorly important for our future. And so to me... Yeah, here 15 years, but to be able to appoint people, like Julia said, um, nobody in that wasn't shocked. There was no shock to the people that were appointed. 
But to me, as a leader of a church, and the same for Ian, to have brothers and sisters that not only have your back, but they believe the same as you, I think that's more important, I guess. It's not yeah. about loyalty where you can do what you like and everyone's like, oh, we'll just follow you like we're lemmings. It, it's like people that have got your back, but, but they've got your back because you are like-minded in that Jesus is Lord and he's central. That hasn't existed. And so to have suddenly people that, yeah, we've built relationships with these people over time, and, but to have people now to say, no, we're, we are, we're brothers, we're sisters, but we're also kind of, we're going to be doing this together. To have people doing that with you that there's, there's like, that's a whole new chapter. Mm. That, that, this is new territory we're in because yeah. suddenly I've got a bunch of people that really believe in what God is doing in this place. Like I believe in it mm. and I'm not carrying that on my own. But they are, they are, um, they've already shown they're willing to lay down everything to see that happen. So you're Amazing. not in the place where you're like, oh, am I the only one doing this? Is I the only one that sees this? Yeah. I, I can't even hold that anymore. I'm like, I'm not. I don't even have to cut not. the grass anymore. I don't have to cut yeah. the grass anymore if I didn't want to. I did cut the grass last <laughs> week. But yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I think that was really, for a first podcast, that was, whoa, Yeah. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Um, guys, if you enjoyed it or you think we should do another one next week, let us know in the comments. Yeah. And um, that was amazing. How long was that all together? Um, let's have a look. Well, Julia thinks we should Out, do another hour. Hour and nine. I, <laughs> my jaw don't work like that. <laughs> but um, amazing. How do people find it today? Like, obviously, um, the, the, it won't be just like this. There'll be other things that we'll talk about, maybe other yeah. specific subjects. We'll, we might break down a little bit more of the church structure. We actually have a really, um, we're going to be doing something quite special for those that are not in the leadership side of the church. Um, we're going to be recognizing people so stay tuned for that. Um, so if you're somebody that is actually part of this church, is serving in this church, um, we're going to be doing something special um, to recognize you soon. Uh, we changed the structure, actually, um, because we're reacting to what God is doing. You see what I did there? So because we're reacting. So how the church functioned before, fine. But how it functions now, we have to adjust because it's growing. Yeah. And we need to make sure we're taking as many people on that journey with us as possible. Yeah. So that we might talk a little about, a bit about that as well um, in the future because that's a major change that we made as a church. Um, but also, I think, I think for me, um, other subjects, biblical things, I really want to just, like today, read. I, we haven't even scratched the surface of the scriptural meaning of leadership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we just threw a few scriptures out there. And do you see the challenge that's on me in what it says now on you? Um, <laughs> but equally, how that only works if there's reverence coming from the other way. Yeah. And therefore, if you're a believer in Christ and you're part of this church particularly, but any church, then, then there should be that understanding of respect those that are in leadership, honor those, pray for them. Um, they do have to show that they're showing fruit. I do 100% yeah. agree with that. But if they are, like stand with your leaders and, 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 and um, honor them in that. And, and the church will grow. God will honor that. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Judy said it was good. It's so good to not only listen to, but to contribute to conservation. conservation. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. We actually didn't check YouTube. I didn't even look at YouTube. I did. There was one person there. So. Oh, just one person watching. Yeah. I mean, I did kind of want to stay there. You know, like the lost sheep. Yeah. Like the last sheep, you, you want well, to go the there for the, you know, YouTube. for the one. Well, on YouTube, we just want to say thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. You are that one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless oh, you're my funny. enemy, which I do love you, but, you know, energy. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Oh, amazing. Still reading the comments. Uh, Nick said, thank you so much for breaking everything down and being so open. I just love, love, love what God is doing. And it is the greatest privilege to be part of this church for God. We love you, Nick. Yeah, we love you, Nick. Get well, mate. Yeah. Um, Joanne said, I love how open you both were with the questions and answers. Really enjoyed this morning. Thank you, Joe. Um, to be honest, a lot of this was just done in like a day. Yeah. So just grateful to God, actually, that, you know, we yeah. could have a good conversation and stuff. And, and there's, and, and we got more to, we got more. Um, but I think it, I think it's also, actually, maybe, maybe if you did enjoy it, maybe make some time today to just share it, 
uh, obviously like it, um, but but maybe um, post it somewhere that you might think that that will, because nothing's been said that's controversial. Yeah, it should challenge people though. Yeah, because we're not we're not doing anything. We're not like oh we got this amazing thing that we need to yeah. ruffle some feathers. It's no, really no. this thing of saying actually if we just read the Bible yeah. and read it, then this is how church should function. Maybe some church leaders out there need to hear this so that they can feel encouraged. Yeah. Or, or so maybe you know some church leaders that just need need to know. Okay, hang on a minute. Yeah, we need to change the culture. Or yeah. or maybe maybe um, maybe some people that are struggling with church. Maybe they're not in church. People, brothers and sisters that you know that have maybe struggled over the last couple of years because of what's been going on. Yeah. And and they just maybe need to know that the church is alive. That we are trying to function according to the word. Yeah. Maybe they just need that encouragement. Whether they can get here physically. Or, is, or, or maybe just join us online so that you can at least have that reconnection to God. For sure. Um, so just maybe take that time over the next um, couple of days or whatever to just share that. And for those that are catching up with us uh, uh, later on, just thanks for tuning in later and thanks for watching. Yeah. Um, it's going to be up as well on uh, probably tonight on uh, what's it called Apple Podcasts and um, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. We, we'll send a link on the group yeah. anyway. So. So that's for guys that kind of like to put their earphones in and listen yeah, to stuff yeah. on the on the train or on the buses <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So hopefully it would it worked well. Hopefully it was good. So, um, yeah. So thanks cool. so much. For, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And um, yeah. See you uh, next week. Next week. Yeah.